welcome to the Virtually Done podcast. My name is Gemma and I'm the founder of Virtually Done. The Virtually Done podcast is created as a space to start important conversations that are often overlooked and speak to women in business with amazing stories and even better advice. It makes me so happy that you're here listening and I would absolutely love for you to tag me on social media at Virtually Done and let me know what you think. My hope is that you're able to take something away from every single episode that you can action into your business and that you're able to gain an insight into the behind the scenes of what running a business is really like. So let's dive in. In today's episode, I am joined by the fabulous Jassy, who I'm sure lots of you recognize off Instagram. Um, we talk all things how to stand out um, and some of the things that come up for her, including her age. And we just have a real good chat about what it's like to run a business, to grow a service-based business through Instagram and all the things that come up throughout the day. Today, I am joined by the fabulous Virtually Accomplished, who has been in my world for what feels like forever. Um, I don't know when we started following each other, but I know I've been watching her journey for a really long time and I have had the pleasure of working with her too. So I'm so excited that she's here to chat to us today. Would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah, hi, yeah. Um, thank you for having me. Um, I'm Jessie, uh, often confused because my name's a bit um, strange, but I'm Instagram strategist. I help coaches and VAs um, use Instagram to market their business. Amazing. and. Shall we start with how you got here? <laughs> like, yeah. how did your journey start? Where did you, were you always doing this? Have you pivoted along the way? Fill us in. Yes, I have pivoted. Um, I started off as a virtual assistant and um, I quickly turned to Instagram as my niche. Um, I just really enjoy it. I love um, the connections, the community. Um, I love how it works and out of all the social media platforms. Um, so yeah, I quickly turned to that as my niche and now I help people along the way um, with their Instagram journey as well. And you do it really well. I have to say, when I ever think about Instagram, I do think of you, which shows that you've done something amazing with your branding. Ah, that's nice. Thank you. <laughs> and tell everyone... Um, <laughs> There's something about you that is just very real. And I know we're, we're going to talk a little bit about how to stand out from the crowd and what makes you unique and things like that. But what do you think it is that gravitates people towards you? Do you think it is that you're very sort of like authentic and very much just you and honest? Yeah, I, I think um, I try. That is definitely where I'm, I come from. Um, I don't put on any kind of facade. It is <laughs> what you get is what you get on the tin basically but yeah I um it isn't all plain sailing and I try and portray that as well business is hard and um I think I like to sort of think we're all in it together um and yeah and and give that side of the business as well I had um a conversation yesterday with someone else I was recording with and we were talking about whether there is such a thing as sharing too much online or being too personal I would love your thoughts on that. Do you think there is a line that you shouldn't cross? It depends how much um, you are in terms of like talking about business as well as talking about your personal life. I think obviously most of it should be business and how you can help people. But in terms of like the small percentage you share about yourself, that is really down to you because your journey and your story is really important to um, your brand. And um, I think... Um, yeah I don't think you can probably overshare but as long as you keep the balance right with business because um, if all you're saying is what you've had for breakfast lunch and dinner and there's no business side then 
it's going to be it's harder for businesses to resonate with you then yeah and I think as well from from like my point of view it can be quite easy sometimes to do all of the business bits and then when you do pick up your phone it's because you have gone for lunch or gone for a walk or you're doing something interesting and you sometimes actually forget that what people want to see is the business but for you when you're in it it's not always the most exciting thing if you're just doing like some admin or something but actually that's what people want to see from you because it shows that you're kind of living the life that you're talking about right yeah no absolutely I agree I think um it is just all about the balance, isn't it? Because you do have to remember, obviously, you ultimately want to um, to sell to these people or for them to sort of recommend you as a business. So you, the business side is important, but so is your story and about you. And that's um, people work with people, not necessarily just brands. And it is um, like I might be interested that you live by the sea and things like that and think, oh, that's really idyllic. And um, it's lovely that you get out there every day and sit next to <laughs> the sea. Um And yeah, you kind of buy into that part of people as well. 100%. And when I think about people that I've invested in, like coaches and masterminds and things, it was always, there was always a business element, but also there was a personal element massively. It would be something like, I really feel like I connected with the person or perhaps we have a similar background or maybe they have created a life that looks like the life that I want. And I think that's where the personal stuff comes in, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. um, A lot of people would say don't share anything at all. Um, I'm not of that. Uh, I think everyone has a different opinion, but I do think a little bit is, um, yeah, it does. It does build connections more. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that I hear a lot from my clients is that they struggle to figure out what makes them different. They are perhaps scrolling through Instagram and seeing a million other people that do same things that they do and they don't know how to stand out they have no idea what their USP is is that something that you struggled with or is it something that has always come quite naturally I think I think we all find our feet um and yeah talking with business owners it does take a while to um to find that particular thing for yourself and it it's not always the same thing last year as it will be next year um but ultimately your unique selling point is you and it's getting that across and your personality. So I always try and say to people in the way you write your captions, in the way that you're sharing your stories and things like that, bring a bit of personality in with it. Um, I always sort of like share something that like embarrassing that might've happened or something like that um, because everyone joins in and has a bit of a laugh and it, it's not the end of the world, is it? It's just, it, again, builds the connection. Yeah, and I think when you're, There is just so much content everywhere and that can be a really great thing. But I do think one of the biggest things that stands out to me is when I can almost feel somebody's personality through their Instagram. I think that's so important. Yeah, I agree. And when you're laughing along with people, um, you just get carried on away with their journey and you feel like you want to respond to what they're saying and things like that. It's it's just all part of it, which is why I love Instagram, because you, you can just have conversations with people off the cuff. Um, and you don't have to know them personally, but they're they're taking you along on their journey, on their story, and you can be part of that if you want to be as well. This is honestly something I feel like you do so well. I feel like, and, and we have worked together, but we've never met each other, but I yeah. feel like I know you, and I felt like that before we worked together, and I yeah. know from conversations I've had with other people that people really love your content and the way that you show up. Oh, is that you. something that you that you kind of digest and that you know or does that still feel quite difficult to comprehend that people love watching you 
Oh, I, yeah, <laughs> that's really nice of you to say. It's um, like in my background with, with you is that um, we started our business journeys around about the same time. Well, I say business journeys. I think you were a bit before me, but um, on Instagram. And um, I watched your journey like from, I think you had about 200 followers at that point. Um, so um, yeah, we go right back. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I make content um, that I feel like my ideal audience gets, but um, I'm quite a fan of um, the voiceover reels and things like that. And it does take me out of my comfort zone. But if I think I find it funny, then why maybe somebody else will as well, or they can relate to it. And I think relatability is quite important. Yeah, and I, you just highlighted something so important, and that is fun, <laughs> having fun yeah. with the business. And I think you can get so bogged down with like marketing and strategy and conversion rates and sales calls and all of those things yeah. that sometimes you forget that you are actually allowed to have fun between the hours of nine and five. And yeah. Instagram is kind of an outlet for that for me, and maybe not for everybody, but things like reels and writing content and creating graphics, like for me, that is how I get to have fun sometimes in my business. I think it's so important that you do bring that fun in and you might feel like an idiot on reels or you might laugh at yourself, but that's kind of the point, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. I When I first started, you wouldn't even catch me showing up on a story. Um, <laughs> and I think that is one of the things that you learn as you go along, that um, it's it's not embarrassing. Well, it might be embarrassing to start with, but it's not. It's um, it's all part of joining in within the community and just having fun. And there's nothing wrong with that. And trying to, um, I don't know, sort of like build that community around you that is um, like people that are similar to you and that um, enjoy that side of things. I also think you just make more sales when you have fun anyway. So even if your purpose is to make money, to make sales, to sign clients and all of those things, you're more likely to do that if people see you showing up happy, having fun, being a bit lighthearted. So I think it, it all gets you where you're going in the end. Um, something that you mentioned to me when we were discussing this podcast that surprised me a little bit, but I think it's important to bring up because I'm sure there are other people who would feel the same way, is your age. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do you want to talk about that and why you felt like that was something you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I think um that a lot of what Instagram is aimed at is millennial sort of age group. Um I'm a little bit out of that bracket. <laughs> and um I feel like sometimes that holds me back a little bit. Um by the time this comes out, I'll have two teenage daughters um who obviously can watch <laughs> my um my instagram as well so i'm quite conscious of that as well that i don't um embarrass myself or embarrass them so i feel like um there are quite a lot of young people that are dancing and doing other things but there is room for everybody and um i i i don't find it holds me back as much anymore and it is just sort of an interesting topic because it's not just me that discusses that on Instagram. There are other people, especially, I don't know if you've seen her, but you, you will have come across her, but Virginia Kerr. Um, yes. Yeah, she's hilarious. And um, yeah, she talks about it quite in depth and it's quite interesting as well. I think it's so interesting because this is, it's obviously a thing for you, but for me, having watched you, that would never have crossed my mind. And I think it's important to have this conversation because I'm mm -hmm. sure everyone listening to this will have their own thing, right? That they yeah. think 
oh, you know, I'm worried about my age or I'm worried about what I look like or I'm worried about my voice or all these other things. And I've yeah. come across so many different blocks from all the people I've worked with. But typically it's one of those things that you're thinking about that other people maybe don't notice. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think it's, again, something that makes you relatable because um, something that you're worried about and something that bothers you, essentially, um, is almost another one of your unique selling points because other people can relate to that and um they think well if she can do it I can do it that kind of a thing so um I think I do talk about it quite a lot um but in a sort of a fun way because it's it is what it is isn't it and my friends wouldn't probably do the same thing I'm doing but they're really supportive and they they find it funny and and laugh along with me (laughs) that's the most important thing yeah I think I shared on Instagram yesterday that like you will always be too young and too old at the same time depending on who you ask and I just really do believe that yeah absolutely and I think you said it about pricing points as well you'll either be too Mm -hmm. expensive or too um cheap or something and it's so true you can't please everybody all of the time and um obviously Instagram is vast so you will find your people and um the people that you enjoy chatting with and that relate to you and that's the whole point. We can't yeah. all be for everybody, can we? Yeah. And I think this is actually one of my favorite things about business is that you get to be 100% you and find the people who love that. Because yeah. I almost experienced the flip side of what you're talking about is I um, was in management positions when I was quite young, when I was like 18, 19. And I looked young as well. And I would often get mistaken for, because I worked in schools and things, I would get mistaken for the kids. <laughs> and I would turn up to meet parents and they would talk to me like I was one of the students and I'd be like no I teach your children um, <laughs> and I struggled with that so much because yeah. it really affected how people viewed me and how they spoke to me and quite often they would choose to speak to somebody else over me because they made an assumption based on what I looked like and I yeah. couldn't change that I was like I can't change what I look like um, yeah. and it was one of the things that pushed me into starting my own business because I knew I was capable of doing roles that you know demanded quite a lot of responsibility but I was fed up of being surrounded by people who didn't get that yeah yeah it's a really good point yeah I um I completely agree it's it's an interesting point of view I haven't had that before but um yeah looking too young is the flip side isn't it (laughs) yes and when you start your own business you just get to decide don't you like actually this is who I am this is what I want to be known for this is what I don't want to be known for. This is who I want to work with. This is what I won't accept. And I think that's one of the the best things about it is that you get to decide how things are going to go. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. There's a young girl that I follow on um, Instagram at the moment and she's doing fabulous things. And again, um, we, we get on really well. We we, we chat with each other. and um, But she's at the different end of the scale to me, but she knows so much and she's doing amazing things. So yeah, it is just... a a different one end of the scale to the other isn't it yeah and I think uh Instagram is so good as well for just connecting you with other people that maybe you wouldn't meet otherwise or maybe don't look like you or are not the same age as you but inside you're like the same person (laughs) yeah I've met some really good friends online as well and honestly they're so lovely and so supportive and you wouldn't you would never get to meet these people if it wasn't for Instagram and which is why I love it yeah, exactly. I've got friends through Instagram that I, like you said, I would never have met that are now my best friends. And I just think as much as sometimes Instagram drives me crazy, mm. um, it definitely has its benefits. 
yeah, you do have to switch off from it, but you can overconsume, can't you? But it, it oh, definitely gosh, does yeah. have its benefits. 100%. Um, can we talk a little bit about the fact that you started as a VA, then you sort of pivoted into social media, and mm. now you have a few different things that you offer. So recently you did a workshop, for example. How, how has it been kind of developing new income streams and boosting your income outside of just being a service provider? Um, I think in terms of the services I offer, they kind of evolve. So um, I started off um, doing done for you services um, for people, which I really do enjoy. And then I offered strategies and um, now I offer audits. And then um, something that's always been calling for me to do and I've wanted to do for ages was a workshop. Um, and I thought, why I think one of the things that you did recently was that you literally just put out I don't know about 10 different workshops at once I'm probably over exaggerating but you did something <laughs> you did all these different landing pages and I just thought it's one of those things I'm just going to do get done and um I really enjoyed it it gave me a buzz that um I think it's one of those things that you um when you're working in your business for quite a while sometimes you want to then achieve the next thing um so I definitely will be offering more of those but it's um it's what fits with you and you, I think people do have to move out of their comfort zone a little bit if they want to change things up but it is what makes you feel comfortable and what you want to what you want to do I think did you experience a a difference between marketing the two so, for example, when you were marketing your um, VA services or social media services, did it feel like you just were able to replicate the same thing in order to sell your workshop or was it completely different? No, completely different. I did it like on a launch. Um, it was more um, I had to do it within a launch process. Um, but in terms of, sort of social media management services, a lot of my work has become um, word of mouth or people contacting me. So I've never had to do like a launch phase for those. Um, whereas I have for like the workshop and things like that. And obviously then email sequences, um, setting up the landing pages, et cetera. So they are different, definitely. I think this is one of the, um, the things that maybe isn't talked about enough is that people pivot from service provider into sort of mentor or coach or they run a course or something, which is amazing if that's what you want to do. Um, but it is very different in terms of how you sell it. And I yeah. think that can be a bit of a shock to the system. Definitely, because um, you're almost sort of chasing the sale in terms of um, if you want to do workshops, for example, or one off services per month. Um, whereas um, for a long time, I, I was really quite happy with um, sort of like the regular monthly income and things like that from um, done for you services, which I am completely comfortable with as well. But there's also um, like challenges that you want to do for yourself but if you're obviously moving to a completely um like a coach mentor situation then there is a lot more sort of showing up that you have to do and um launching which can be quite exhausting actually so you, that does have to be taken into consideration I think yeah definitely I think if it's something you you want to follow I would always say go for it and try it but definitely be aware that it is different especially because when you're a service provider you typically have the same clients every month you're on a contract you can kind of predict your income you might get referrals come through and if one client does leave it's unlikely that they're all going to leave at the same time so you have quite a lot of stability once you've built it up yes. whereas when you're offering sort of one-off 90-minute sessions or one-off workshops it's like you constantly have to be 
directing people to your new offer and then once the offer's done they leave so it's like a whole different world yeah absolutely and for me it suits if I've got like um a, a certain percentage of done for you services with another percentage of um that kind of a service and that that suits my business more because I wouldn't want it solely based on that but that's a personal choice like you say mm, it's a balance thing isn't it it's figuring out it's also I feel a little bit like um how comfortable you are with risk you know when people talk about this when it comes to investing like how comfortable are you losing money and how comfortable are you with that I think it's the same with business in that if you're going to just offer like workshops for example and there is no recurring payment if you're someone who is very comfortable with risk and doesn't feel on edge by that that's great it might work for you but that same business model for someone else might keep them in a constant state of anxiety because they don't know where that money is coming from so I think it's also about figuring out what you're okay with and what you're not yeah and what your energy levels are like towards those sorts of things because if they give you a buzz then that's brilliant but if you if they completely exhaust you then it wouldn't be a good business model for you in my opinion um but it's I I guess when we're talking about sort of like hitting an income goal per month um if you're launching like I don't know, say I'm not 100% sure how people do it, but it, in terms of like every four months or something like that, then you might hit a really good income goal and then you've got nothing for those other months. So it is something you've really got to consider um, and how that fits with you. Yeah, I am. I'm not a big long term planner. I really like being like, okay, what do I want to do this week? What's my goal this month? But the one thing I do think is really important with long-term planning is money. So figuring out, okay, if you are going to have one big program or you are going to offer service provider services and other things, what does that actually look like when you map it out? Because like you say, sometimes people do a launch and they get like, I don't know, like a 20K launch or something, which is great. But if that has to last you 12 months Mm. and you've got expenses and tax and all of those things, it's actually not as much as you think it is and I think it's so important to to figure that out in advance yeah I think when you're talking about sort of there is a big um call for people talking about money sides of things on Instagram and I fall into the category that I I don't like it and I appreciate that's not for everybody and people do talk about it as a motivational factor but being transparent about that is key as well that like you say it could be 20k that month and then nothing and then you've got to pay all your expenses. So it is key to be transparent about these things, I think. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like this could be a whole episode in itself about <laughs> money and being yeah. honest with like the, yeah. what is cash, what sales, what you're spending and all those things. Because mm. I, I'm sure you've experienced the same that when you're working with so many businesses as a service provider, you see it in the inside of a lot of other businesses mm. and you start to realize that actually sometimes what's on the outside isn't quite what's on the inside. And it's a difficult one because I could say so much on this, but also I want to respect the people that I have worked with in the past. I don't ever want to talk about somebody. Um, but what I would say is if you're listening to this, just be aware that sometimes what you see on Instagram is not what is going on behind the scenes. And mm. This is why it's so important not to compare yourself, although it's easier said than done, but you can't compare yourself because you don't know what you're comparing to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's quite a a split down uh, Instagram with the lines of we do talk about it, we don't talk about it. (laughs) It's quite a it's quite a divisive theme on Instagram, I think. Um, But yeah, just um, being aware that what all what you see isn't necessarily the case is a good point. 
Yeah, and I also bear in mind like what you're comfortable with talking about because I actually love seeing people's money. It really motivates me. Um, And I love seeing it, but I actually found that I was really uncomfortable talking about it, which is, you know, a whole money mindset thing for me to dive into. Um, But what I felt was, and I actually think I, I spoke to you about this before, was that people started to think that they could treat me differently so they could back out of contracts or they could just not make payments because they thought, well, I had plenty of money anyway. And I started to experience this, like people were assuming certain things based on what I'd shared about my money. And that really made me kind of rethink how I felt about sharing it because the reality is, let's say you have a 10K month, you've got rent to pay, you've got bills, you've got like tax, some of it gets put aside. And Sometimes I wouldn't take that much money and that was out of choice quite often. Um, but people assume certain things. And when you share money, you can't really share the whole big picture. Like nobody wants to see a breakdown of my expenses every month and how much I spend on my food shopping and things like yeah. that. Um, yeah. But I think for me at that point, I kind of stopped. And I was like, actually, for now, I don't think I am that comfortable sharing money because it's changing the way people are speaking to me. Yeah, it's a really interesting point. I wouldn't have thought about it that way. But I do think um, everyone's situation is different. So, for example, someone who lives in the middle of London is going to have <laughs> a, um, a lot bigger rent or mortgage than perhaps someone living elsewhere. And so it's all relative as well, isn't it? That you can you can talk about money, but unless it applies like to the whole situation, to the whole of someone's life, then it really isn't necessarily applicable. In yeah, my opinion, yeah. but this is like you say, we could like talk about this for days, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're really good. And I think it's one of those things that you just have to figure out what you're okay with and just roll with that because yes, the thing is it? it's another great thing about Instagram is there's so many people out there that if you do follow someone who talks a lot about money and for whatever reason you don't enjoy that, you can just find somebody else who Absolutely. inspires you in a different way. And I think that's one of the great things. Yeah, absolutely. Just you can form your own bubble, which is lovely. Um, and I think that's that's the bit that I enjoy, that the people that I connect with uh, have similar feelings to me. But I also respect the fact that everyone has their own opinion. And I think, um, like you say, you can just unfollow if you don't agree or or you can just accept that everyone's different and that you can have that opinion and I can have this opinion, but we can still get on. <laughs> yeah, you would have a really difficult life if you wanted everyone to have the same opinion as you on Instagram (laughs) exactly (laughs) um can I ask a question about your life as a service provider Hmm. Uh, is there anything that you have found difficult because I recently asked in my Facebook group um what people would like me to talk about on the podcast and multiple people said how bloody difficult it is So is there anything that you've experienced or anything that you've come up against that you've thought, wow, that was a bit of a challenge that I didn't expect to have to kind of handle? Yeah, I think um, something that I realized quite early on is that um, my boundaries, um, people used to say to me um, about boundaries quite early. And I used to just think, why? Why do I need to worry about that? Like if my client contacts me, I'll respond to them. Um, Mm -hmm. But it isn't it isn't just that it's protecting like your business and your time um because if you're available all the time then your sort of client will expect you to be available all the time and um it's not that they're taking advantage it's it's you set the precedence um and therefore if you can't it almost causes sort of unfeeling um ill feeling sorry um and um yeah i think 
from the outset, you do need to establish your boundaries and um, that you are a business. It's not that you're helping people. You're being paid to do a service. The other party is also a business owner and it needs to be treated that way rather than that you're best friends with everybody um, and that you can sort of like be contacted at 11 o'clock at night. My clients don't do that, but just for example, um, I would think, oh, I'll just respond to them, which you don't need to. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I feel like you see a lot about it online, about boundaries, yeah. but mm. until you're on the the kind of negative side of it, you mm. don't realise how important it is. Yeah, completely. And I think um, I probably am guilty of contacting people sort of outside of office hours as well. I don't expect a response. I never do. But almost um, it, it gives you the flip side that like, if people say they finish at five, they finish at five um, and then you can contact them tomorrow. Nothing's that urgent, really. Yeah. And I think people forget sometimes that as a service provider, like you you probably have your laptop and your phone with you even in the evenings or at the weekends. So even if somebody does send you a message that's at like 10 o'clock at night on a Friday, they might think, oh, well, she won't, she won't see it. But actually you may well see it because as a service provider, your business is very attached to you. It yeah. almost comes with you everywhere you go, whether you're on holiday or out for the day. Mm. Um, and I think it's just being, it, it comes from both sides, doesn't it? As somebody hiring a service provider, it's just being aware of those things. And as yeah. the service provider, making sure that you are sharing what your boundaries are and implementing them because I think it's yeah. one thing to tell people hey this is a boundary it's a complete other thing to stand by that boundary yeah no I completely agree um I've got one lovely associate and she completely logs off um I think sort of like five o'clock on a Friday and she will not log back in until Monday on Instagram and I think well, good for her she has that firm boundary in place that she knows that that's her weekend she doesn't log on and anything else can wait and I, I'm a little I'm more available than that through my own doing but um I say clients don't really contact me at the weekends but just being sort of like seeing what's going on on Instagram and things like that but having those boundaries in place that suit you and your business is really key I think and I think also um, one of the things to bear in mind is that as you're an early stage business owner, you might be OK with the boundaries being pushed a little bit. Because if you've only got, say, two clients and yeah. they message you or they ring you on your personal mobile every now and again, it's yeah. not that big of a deal. But yeah. what happens then is you get busier and busier and you get to the point where you've got, I don't know, 10 plus clients and all of them are pushing all of the boundaries. And then it gets very chaotic very quickly and you kind of wish you'd done something about it earlier. Yeah, and, and that's what I probably wish I had known earlier. Um, I have um, like a pack that goes out with my contract to clients and it tells them now um, my working hours, how I can be contacted. And if you do contact me out of these hours, then I'll be available. But um, that is something that I wish I had done earlier and I would advise to um, other business owners if they they were thinking of setting up but again it is something that you you live and learn I'm a people pleaser um and um I it, it doesn't worry me about myself I just I, I quite like it now I used to think oh again I'm trying to please everybody but that is what I'm I'm like um but just protecting the fact that you're a business they're a business um and being confident in what you do is key I think I relate so much to the people pleasing thing um yeah. <laughs> and also I love that you said you you like that about yourself because for me as well for a long time it was like oh Gemma you're too nice you're gonna get taken advantage of and all these other things and I was like how crazy is it that people are telling me I'm too nice like 
yeah. that shouldn't even be a criticism and one of the things that I decided when I when I started the business was I'm going to use all of those things that I believe are my qualities whether other people do or not is you know a whole different story and mm. I'm going to make that work for me so I set the business up in a way that works and if that means that I know I'm a very nice person and I probably want to go out of my way to help everyone I set boundaries up in advance and I do things like automate um you know, like if someone's missed a payment, I will automate the email that goes out and gives them a nudge to say, hey, you've missed a payment, because I know that it's not in my nature to be chasing people for money, because I would be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be seen as this horrible person. So I kind of, I embrace who I am, and I set the business up to support that, rather than trying to fit myself into this typical business owner box where I can't be nice and can't be kind. Yeah, absolutely. I think it all comes down to your values as well, which again was one of the exercises I did when I was setting up my business. And I thought, well, why do I need to do that? But it really is, again, I'm using the word key a lot, but in terms of how your belief system reflects in your business, isn't it? Which one of my values is sort of fairness and things like that, which I know comes across in what I do and um, in a lot of my content as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's a good exercise to do, I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's been so good to chat to you and just hear from another business owner. I think sometimes it's just so nice to have a conversation where you get to hear what it's like for, for them and hear their experiences. And I know a lot of people listening to this podcast started off as a VA and now they're pivoting into different things or introducing new offers. And it can feel like you're very alone, I think, in those moments. So thank you so much for sharing your experience and joining me. Oh, thank you for having me it's been great I was nervous but it's been <laughs> it's been really good thank you I told you you didn't need to be nervous <laughs> you did <laughs> is there anywhere that people can find you what's your Instagram let people know so I'm at virtually accomplished fabulous well I will put the link in the description so anyone listening can go and check you out and thank you again for joining us thank you Gemma